Happy Monday morning and happy late Veterans Day. We did not say that on Friday. To all those veterans out there, we appreciate you. Thank you. You mean the world to us, right. and I mean Thank that. You. you mean the world to my family, and we would not be having our freedom and these conversations, freedom of speech on a podcast, without the men and women who have fought and died for this wonderful country. Thank you, guys. So, it's Monday the 13th. Here we are. We're back. Dax is here. Dax, back again. Had, a, Dax had a sleepover with Byron. That's right. That's, That's right. great. Jeremy's here. He's just, uh, he's just writing notes this, this episode, so, but he's there. Jeremy, Hello. And by Ronovich Filson behind the glass. Yeah. Yeah. So we were talking again offline. If you have not tuned in to the last four or five or three days, go back and listen. Dax is, we've been, he's been scaring us. He's been scaring you, but this is all good. What a great way to end the year on doing business right, advertising properly, understanding the contracts about vacant land, understanding what we're doing as agents and how it's important that we do our due diligence as as agents and also let our clients make sure they know to do due diligence. So go back and listen. But today we are talking about fix and flips. I, I, I know that if you've been licensed for the last, call it five years, you've seen quite a few of these. And now apparently we're starting to see issues. So Dax, maybe you can touch on what we were talking about offline about fix and flips and what we need to know as agents for our clients or investors. Right, right. Okay. So I may have been on the dose and talked about this before. And if you're hearing it again, that's great because it's still as important as it was before. And it's, I've been talking about a lot all over the state because it is the number one lawsuit that is in my office right now. What I mean by that is it is the number one category of claim I get consistently. And the claim is somebody buys a fix and flip, a fix and flip property. They move in and there's things wrong with the property. Sometimes uh, work was done by unlicensed folks. Sometimes work was done shoddy, uh, things of that nature. Things aren't disclosed that should have been disclosed about the work that was done and who did it. And they turn around and they sue. And they sue the fix and flipper and they sue the real estate agent because real estate agents always get dragged in. It's such a hot lawsuit right now because there is so many fix and flips going on. Whenever we have a market like we have going on here in Phoenix, investors come in and they do the fix and flips they are ripe for problems because investors, the number one way they make money on these fix and flips is cutting corners, not using licensed subs, not Ugh, getting permits. Geez. And then these houses have huge problems and we get lawsuits. So what does that mean? Well, that mean, doesn't mean you don't do fix and flips. Doesn't mean you don't bring buyers to fix and flip properties. Doesn't mean you don't list fix and fix plop, bleh, properties. Easy There's for a me lot to of tongue tie words I there. I, 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 I just exactly. said tongue tie. <laughs> But it means we have to be cautious. If we're bringing a buyer to a fix and flip, what are we doing? Well, obviously, we're always getting an inspection, but we're also asking that they provide proof of all the work that was done, proof that it was done by licensed contractors, get all the invoices, things of that nature. On the sell side, it's the exact same thing. Make sure you're advising your seller. Let's make sure we provide them with all of the names of all the contractors that worked on this property, all the invoices. Just leave no stone unturned. Too often, we see on the fix and flip that the seller doesn't want to provide spuds because they say, well, I never oh, lived there. Oh, gosh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. We brought this up before. Please touch on this more because we struggle with it. I mean, because you have to explain to your client what the spuds actually mean. So explain what the spuds mean because there's three questions on there 
that if you don't know the answer, I mean, are you awake, sleep? I mean, where well, are you? I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, the spuds are there to disclose issues with the property, everything that's known about the property. It's there to protect the seller and it's there to provide information for the buyer. It's impossible for a seller to say they know nothing about the property. They know the address. Yeah, they, they, if, if you were doing a fix and flip, wouldn't you think you know the address and quite a few other things of about course. the property? And you're going to know the work you did, the work you performed. Um, and, and again, and now I'm not suggesting there's a lot of things you might not know and that's fine. You just, you just say you don't know, you don't know, but this idea that we're not going to provide a spuds is silly to me. It's a good vehicle for everybody. Um, certainly if a seller's refuses to do it, they have every right to refuse to provide a spuds, bad idea, but they still have a disclosure obligation in the law to disclose any latent defects, meaning regardless, regardless of meaning, whoever waves it and signs an addendum. Exactly. So if they ripped up the carpet and when they ripped up the carpet, there was a problem with the foundation and they fixed it and put the carpet back down, they have to disclose that because it's a latent, a hidden issue. Whether they give them spuds or not, it still has to be disclosed. Well, and the thing is, is, you know, John Dyer came on and he was, he was talking about this too. And he's also been training our agents about this because it's important because when we kick back something because there's no spuds or there's no insurance claims history um, and the response is, oh, Buyer and seller both waived. They need to explain to the buyer. The, the, the spuds, they protect the seller. They really don't protect the buyer because, like you said, it's informational. Right. So, yes, it, it needs to be known, and the buyer needs to know, and it protects them as far as if they don't want to buy the property because there's something that was on the property right. they don't want to buy. But that is so important for the sellers to realize, dude, fill it out. If you don't know 58 of the 200 and some odd questions on the, on the form – fill it out that way and sign it. At least you've given to it, given to your to the buyer. They've signed off on it. Now you've disclosed. Now right. you've in writing. But like you said, even if you waive it, does Still. not release you from disclosure. It does not release you from something being wrong. It I just, mean, it, it doesn't. At all. That's the big misconception that a waiver of spuds, and now every, every contract's as is, but in the old days when you were doing as is contract and a waiver of spuds, the seller thought, I have no disclosure obligation. That's just simply not true. You still have to disclose things that aren't open and obvious. So would you say that's the biggest thing right now on flips, fix and flips is the, is the disclosure piece? Oh, it's a huge problem. It, and it, well, the biggest problem, quite frankly, is folks using unlicensed subs okay. and doing a poor job. Um, but disclosure is obviously a big deal. Let, let me hit on one other big part of this that is really super important. A lot of agents aren't just representing folks that are doing fix and flips. They're doing fix and flips themselves. Good point. Why that's super, super important. It's not only is that a higher risk thing, and that's fine. I mean, you're, you're doing this because you're going to make some money and there's risk in everything. But why that's really important is you have to be careful of doing fix and flips, how you're doing them in terms of, are you part of an LLC, things of that nature, or even if you are an owner agent and you own certain percentages, and I'm droning on and on, what I'm getting at is some errors and emissions policies exclude owner agent deals that are fix and flips. I'm not talking the standard owner agent deal. Just you sell your like property. Your own personal residence. Yeah, you sell your own personal property. Most policies will give you coverage for that. Very Few ENO policies give coverage for investment-related owner-agent deals. So just know you could be hanging your brokerage out there if you do that deal yourself, meaning you, you not only do the fix and flip, but then you represent the seller yourself as an agent. That could be a, a claim that's not covered if a lawsuit comes out of that. Man, so, that is such a good point. Yeah. That just goes back to what we've been saying about just review the, pro the policies and procedures manual. 
your broker is either sent it to you when you joined or you can get a copy of it that easy because I guarantee it's there. I guarantee it's about 40 pages long, <laughs> but that's okay. You should know that stuff just like you know the purchase right. contract. So, right. Dax, I mean, what a great subject. You, you in for one more tomorrow? I'm in for one more. I like it. I like it. Guys, thanks again for listening. Again, happy Veterans Day to everybody last week. And I want to thank our sponsors, VIP Mortgage and Alliance Property Inspections. Thank you, guys. And thank you. See you.